0: This is a Anything Goes podcast production. All right, all right, all right, you guys, welcome back to another episode of the Journey of a Soul Sister. If you ain't already following me, just look me up on all platforms you can. You looking for a podcast home? Digital Impact Studios is where you need to be. I ain't going to tell you again. You see my books in the back. They will be also on the screen, available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But enough of that little shameless plug stuff that I do, right? Let's take these headphones off because, of course, my guest said I look goofy. But it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> it is alright. Let me tell y'all something. He drove about two and a half hours down here. About
1: two and a half hours. Yeah,
0: two and a half hours. I've been you know, peeping him on the scene for a little while. We have mutual friends. He has a podcast. An awesome one, by the way, I tell you guys. It's Beards & Bottles. You can find them on all streaming platforms. And also, on Patreon, if you haven't already, tuned that out. part, that part. But again, we've been following. I just been seeing his interview style, his story, it get me even more intrigued. But then out of the blue, he hit me up and he said, "I want to come do your show."
1: I want to come to your show. Like I, I got talking say, now.
0: My show? Oh man. Right. I said, okay. Well, dope. Let's set it up. So not only is he a man of his word, right. but if say he want to do something, he' going to do it. Not only did he pick the date and the time, and it didn't bother him that it was two and a half hours away to come sit down with the goddess legend. So I'm going to go ahead and turn around to you. <clears throat>
1: it's, your man, PBM, Louis. Louis. Yeah, it's your main man PBM Louis. It's your main man PBM Louis, Louis J, uh, whatever you know me as, uh, one half of Bids and Bottles podcast. Uh, Also the owner of 10,000 Hours the Network. We got so much going on. I'm just happy to be here and just participate in whatever you got going on. You know what I mean? I just want to be uh, a supporter of what you do.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for coming down here. And I will say this: since I've met Jersey people, y'all have done nothing but show me love and gratitude. So right. I do appreciate that. So thank you again for just taking that time out there right. to sit with Legend.
1: Oh man, you're welcome.
0: Now I don't know if you've been watching me, right? You've been sitting. <laughs> oh,
1: you get it in it. You know what? I mean? okay. I'm just telling you, like, uh, on the elevator when we was talking about it, like, your the interview with your son was to me was legendary. You thank know what I mean? Me. I felt oh, like that mind. was like, um a pinnacle moment not only just to you know watch him how he speak mm-hmm. I mean he doing his thing I I pre- I'm like wow this is amazing and then I just felt like it showed growth in you yes you it know did. what I mean it and did. and you know a lot of people are afraid for us to know them personally mm-hmm. so you know what I mean so why see a son you know what I mean and that's on the spectrum and you know what I mean They're able to grow that's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing and I respect you for that,
0: that thank was dope. you so much see I always say that I'm a part of the solution and you right. will be surprised how many people who actually have the same story as you right. or similar to you are going down the same path we always think we're alone and we always have to hide these things right. because we grow up in an era what goes on in the house stay in the house you don't speak about these things and just because it is most people with disabilities we're supposed to just shun upon them and pay them like they're not a real person right, right. never in my life would I ever do that to something I created that I was blessed with so right. that happened but thank you so much for saying that and being open to share
1: right right
0: so, right so today you always like i want to know the fundamentals and where you come from give me yeah, the yeah, story.
1: Yeah. we need share to know it.
0: i guess your backstory we see what you're doing now all right you got it and i'm right, happy right. for you and i appreciate so, it where did you start where did you come from
1: well um i'm from Irvington, new jersey mm-hmm. um born in and and Mostly raised in Irving, New Jersey. Also, I uh, lived in Bayonne, New Jersey as well for a short stint, maybe four to six years I lived there. Um, I come from a, a different type of upbringing. So, uh, you know, my mother, I've uh, been having AIDS, HIV since 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, met my father 2003 or 2004 when I was 18 years old. Uh, my grandma died when I was in um, 98 as well. Um, And that's who I lived with. That was who my caretaker before I went to the foster home. It was my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, And we was one of the poorest kids on my block in the area that I come from. It was at at that time, you know, um, my family came from Texas. My grandmother and them came from Texas. And I was born in Newark as well. But I I moved to Texas for like three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then my grandfather died in 89. So I've been back in New Jersey from 80. I was born in 86. We moved there early. I went from 86 to eight, like maybe three or four months when I was born in New Jersey, right down to Texas. And I lived there from 86 to 89, the first three years of my life. My grandfather died. We back on the boat. Yeah. But now, just moving forward, um, in my teen years, early, you know, seventh grade, sixth grade, 12 years old, I started gang banging. So I, st- I turned crip, uh, like 98, 99, around the same, you know, okay. things just... Yeah. Around the same time when things start, you know, what I mean, start to really like go downhill for me, mm-hmm. and life started to spiral. You know, what I mean, Let so me
0: stop you there, yeah. Right? Because we'll go into that more deeper. So you said your grandmother was your caregiver when you were born here, for sure. Okay, so why did she become your caregiver prior? Uh,
1: my her? mother, my mother uh, was doing drugs since uh, like the eighties, like you know, mm-hmm. cocaine, you know, when it rains, whatever. All right, know. so you know, she was uh, one of them good people that just was, you know, what I mean, it was. Part of that epidemic, you know, a lot of people uh, fell victim to it in the 80s, early 90s. And I also have brothers and sisters as well. That's younger than me, but I was her firstborn. My father was a teenager. She was a teenager as well. So usually, okay. you know, when you come from a teen mom, usually the parents of that teen mom take care of the child. I mm-hmm. was one of those, you know, what I mean, one of those guys. Um, and at that time, um, she had me about 17, 18 years old. Um, so it was it was just a a wild upbringing Mm -hmm. but i didn't know it was wild because it was your normal it was my normal you know i mean it's just like somebody's being a jehovah witness and not getting gifts on christmas exactly it was the same the 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 same thing so i didn't even know we was poor until i wasn't able to do certain things maybe about nine or ten I started the realization started to kick in that we were super poor other kids are getting sneakers I can't get sneakers. It's jokes on me because I got holes in my shoes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You get what I'm saying? What I'm saying.
0: Um, trust. Me. Yeah. So but you know, and
1: then and then then everybody's moving this way. I couldn't join football because we couldn't afford the equipment.
0: Exactly. You
1: know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. so you start to notice that you're poor. Those
0: things right, and having the relationship with your grandmother because your mother, you know, she was out. I will say addiction streets. is an illness. For sure. People don't understand that. Right. Sometimes when they start off with drugs, it's like a recreational thing. Right? right, right, right. Of course, they have that. So we can't really too much place blame, if that makes sense, because it becomes a chemical imbalance.
1: I think I disagree with you on some, okay. on some point. Let me tell you why. So I think uh, initially it's a choice. Mm-hmm. So when you first do it, it's a choice, right? Of course. And then after years come on and you do get clean in your life okay you know what I mean so now it becomes a choice again yes it's an addiction but it's controllable by the person the same way I if I'm not I'm fat and you're not Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, no, Just I'm saying.
0: Saying on, she no. About no,
1: no. no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Some people are healthier, some people are not. Yeah, it's an addiction. You got to control it. At the same time, you got a choice to control it. So you it. don't believe that it creates a chemical imbalance? I do. I, I believe that it creates a, a chemical like imbalance. For sure, 100%. I, I believe that it does that, what you're saying. But I'm also I'm still also believe that we got the control enough to fight through it.
0: Okay. But it also depends on a person's mental stability. Sometimes people are not as strong as you may think, and then support as well. And then do you ever understand that sometimes that's a coping mechanism for certain things?
1: Right. I think that's an excuse.
0: You think that's an excuse? Why do you think that's an excuse? I
1: think that we can do anything as long as we put our mind to it, right? I think, I feel like if we're passionate about it, we can do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a lot of people say, yo, uh... You could be anything you want to be. That's not true. You could do anything you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So if you're passionate about getting clean, you're passionate about getting your children back. That should be bigger than the drug, the drugs that you're doing. It should be bigger than the obstacles that you got to go through because it's worth it.
0: At a certain extent. So I agree to disagree with you because I am a product of a person who used to get high. Right. So my father and I can't say that he didn't love us. However, the addiction won. If that makes sense, hundred
1: percent. I'm, I'm never sure. saying that they don't love us. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not what the debate about. I'm I'm sure that they loved us. I'm just simply saying, if they wanted to, if they get it, gave in the time, gave in the right place, given the right situation, I feel like they had do you opportunities think it would to be get the claim?
0: right support, like therapy or right. something like that. But do you also know the area that your mother grew up in, right? Therapy right. and things like that was found upon. Right. And like I stated before, what goes on in this house, and I was born in the '80s. I was born '87, so you're right. a year older than me, right? It was still taught what goes on in this house saying it's. In the so house. So let's think about whatever may have transpired between your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather. Not saying that they were bad people.
1: Right, right, maybe right. have no right.
0: idea what may have happened to why she needed to cope. Not making excuses because I'm firm believe I hold people accountable and I do self accountability for myself. Right. But we have to look at it through another person's lens.
1: I think I'm um, not to cut you off. No, I, I think personally, right in my household. As I got older, I found out information that I didn't know before, right? So some of that information is that people on my side of my family Mm -hmm. had uh, mental issues. So they Mm -hmm. was going to like mental homes, so on and so forth. And I think my mother early...
0: untreated.
1: Yeah, I think early because her sister that's older than her, by one year, Mm -hmm. had her baby at 16, Mm -hmm. right? And now she's in a mental ward, been there since she was 18 or 19 years old, in and out. You get what I'm saying? And then now... Paranoid, schizophrenic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, my
0: sister is. She's bipolar. And
1: right. And then my mother, as in her older age, is starting to show signs. But so, it's it's hard for me to even see those signs when I'm younger. Because I grew up with my mother. Of course. You had me at 18. That means by the time you're 28, I'm already 10. We're growing up together. You're still a child at at, at certain ages. And so after 25, you're kind of still a child. Well,
0: let me ask you a question. Do you feel like you have mother issues?
1: Me have mother issues? Mm-hmm. I don't know i'm a I'm a little i'm I'm be honest with you. I have no clue. Uh, I think um before I married my wife, I've been with my wife twelve years. so she's seen you know what shout I mean wifey. yeah, shout out to my wife. So she's seen me grow, you know what I mean, so many stages in my life. so I, I feel like maybe in the beginning, maybe the first eight years, it was a crazy. With me, dealing with me, dealing with women. Because I still, at, at at this old age, I'm about to be 37 years old. I don't still don't trust nobody. I don't trust no women. I don't trust no men. I don't trust anyone. So you anyone. the
0: question.
1: Yeah, I still so it's still some trust so issues. Do. But it's not, I don't know if it's particularly with women. I just think Generally. Because of the but streets you know, with that combined with that kind of... I
0: get it. But you know what they say is your mother is your first teacher, right? We mm-hmm. teach you to trust, love, nurture, give you that coming up. That's what they say. Right. And then the men, you guys install the different, the father side, these other aspects that I could never do for my son, right? Got you. Because I'm not a male. So there's things I could never relate to my boys. I have a 20-year-old, so I get it. Mm-hmm. So what I say to you is you still don't trust any one at all from childhood so you answered your own question
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i never even thought about that yeah so yeah. it's probably from my mother or from my father though where's his responsibility so in the situation both? yeah they say both right it's from both so
0: you have so that's why you trust no one not just women but also right. that so would you not trusting anyone how was you even able to commit to get married
1: um I, that took years of growth and development to go back to swing it back to in the 90s and early 2000s like um you know, my mother used to prostitute, you know what I mean? She used to, you know what I mean? At, at, and I know my sisters are going to see this and my all this, they're going to be mad that I'm saying it's. That's this. fine. So, I wrote so. a whole
0: book and my family don't speak to yeah, me. Let's go. It
1: is what it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mother used to, you know, sell certain things, but it's when I was eight years old, when they wasn't even born yet, I remember her leaving me outside on a block that I'm from now, mm-hmm. always been all my life, right? And that she went upstairs to do whatever she went to go do. Mm-hmm. And it, and I was still outside with the guys that were gangsters, so on and so forth. And then she came back and got me. At the time, I didn't know what she was doing now as an adult. I'm you like, understand. oh, wow, this is what she was doing. She had money. She didn't have money before. She went upstairs. Mm-hmm. And she have money now. So it made me say, how do you treat a woman now? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Because how she's treating herself.
0: Transaction or how she's treating herself. Well,
1: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, now as an older man, right? And not now, but at one time
0: she <laughs> was growing.
1: Yeah, as i have grown. I'm not opposed to tricking. You okay. Get what I'm saying get it to you?
0: Tricking if you got it. Right,
1: right. <laughs> so, but I don't know if that idea comes from mm-hmm. that one situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember me shooting hoops in the park, and my mother come and give me a kiss. She on this block that I'm from. The block that I'm mm-hmm. from on 20th, if people see this interview, they're gonna know where I'm from, 20th, and you know what I mean, 9th Avenue and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a trick block. It's like a whole stroll. It's like a hundred tricks out here. Well, that's my that. that's
0: like Guilford Hill.
1: Right. So and it's Guilford, like the same thing. Like, you know, so they everything. they out here selling the tuna. Mm-hmm. She had come walk from over there. I'm shooting hoops in the park. The people here know that that mm-hmm. she's doing it, and she had come kiss me.
0: So do you think that there's something to your like self-esteem or how people view you?
1: I think at one point it was. Mm-hmm. I think now. That's probably why I don't care no as much. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't I don't people are like, you saying the wildest stuff? Mm-hmm. You do the craziest stuff. I don't care as much. Because who I am is who I am. I'm gonna die like die that as much. That's true. And but the thing is, that's what I guess that's what made me successful as well though. Like, you know, financially, like, um you know, I own a couple of businesses, I own homes, I did it early, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh I lost a couple hundred thousand dollars three, four times in my lifetime. Like even right now, this past eighteen months lost a quarter million dollars off bad investments and some street stuff, you know. what I mean that I'm not going to get into no, it. You because, you know what I mean, so first
0: of all, I want to say, first of all, being open and vulnerable and sharing that with me. So I, and people who are going to see this because it takes a lot for a man to admit certain things that happen with them with their parent. Right. But my only thing is for you is I just want you to completely heal from that, and it will gonna take time.
1: That's going to take a will lot tick-tock. of time. I just yeah. feel like we shouldn't just. the Only thing, I, just 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 us as guys, mm-hmm. we shouldn't just solely blame my mother because where was my, my what, what's my father? That
0: people. Both hold equal ones, but like
1: that's, you said, that's what I'm saying.
0: And I said in the beginning, a mother plays this role. In a father place, this right, right. Way. So all I can say is for you, from a woman, from a mother, gotcha. from A different aspect for a man seeing your whole and seeing where you're bleeding at. Like I see it. Like, right. You can't sit up here and tell me that's why I asked you in between. I said, wait a minute, let's stop there. Right. We have to. Yes, we hold the man accountable 100. 100%. 100%. Takes two to make a baby. But as far as a woman, I can only speak on a woman aspect. Gotcha. So I want to sit up here and say thank you for being vulnerable enough to even share that. Right. I see that you're hurting. From yeah. A woman who has mother issues too, and I got daddy issues. Right, so right. that's why I asked
1: you. Right, and right. I and I appreciate that, too.
0: That's why I asked you. And I, you
1: know what it is? And, and it's real, too, that you're saying this to me. Like, you know, having conversations. Like, now my mother is, like, in the home. You know what I mean? She's, she's young. She's only 55. Mm-hmm. And she she barely, she got to use the walker to walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, she been dealing with uh, HIV for over 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, having these conversations with her. Just, you know, I'm, be, I'm still being there for You know what I mean? I don't really. You're I try my life. Yeah. That can't yeah. I try not to really, like, hold no, you know what I mean? My heart is, if you do me right, I'm going to do you excellent. Mm-hmm. But if you do me wrong, though, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then you're going to get a different version of me. Demons. Right. But then
0: you also have to think about where but
1: you, do I sh- I you I should should I accept go. that, though? You have to. I feel like that's what the go problem is.
0: take your drink. Take that's your drink.
1: That's where the problem take comes. Take your out.
0: drink. I'm gonna tell you why you have to, right?
1: I can yeah. accept it if you take accountability. But the, if you don't take accountability, I can't accept it. But
0: you can't make a person take accountability. They can't see
1: and what And you can't they did make wrong. me stand next to you if you can't see that.
0: But who is the hurting more to keep that built up anger? in?
1: No, it's just not that it's not hurting me more because now I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on my way and I'm gonna mm-hmm. cut the relationship off and I'm gonna go do therapy.
0: Yeah, you won't go through therapy. <laughs> I'm You gonna, gonna go do cry. all that, but it's still in my house. Oh, uh,
1: now I'm just saying it's, it? it's not going to be An issue no more Once I release it I you just don't got to Release it with you You
0: don't have to Release it with her But at the end of the day It's more better To forgive another person For their own demons Because like we said Our life path And as you get old I don't know if you have children
1: Yeah I do I got two daughters right
0: that, right? I tell my kids All the time I always say I ain't going to Never be like this And I ain't going to Do that I'm going to do this With my kids And just send it third But when they have Their children Guess what they gonna say the same damn thing about me. I ain't gonna never do this that my mother did, or, or vice versa. My kids told me they might never saw you cry. Ain't that crazy?
1: Right, right. When I you're a woman. To
0: be 36 years old and I'm a woman, they ain't never see me cry. Right. That's a problem. But
1: I got. But I I think that you might think is a problem, but as a man, I don't think you know. I, because a, you're
0: a man. Because you know, you you it's the same. Y'all not.
1: No, not just that. You know, it's the saying? They used to be saying when we was younger, that shut a up, lot of people, Don't they, they me, you this, a little boy. Not, not that the same what used to be like, are... they used to be like, yo, if you cry, then what the kids going to do? Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: you remember that when we was younger? You, yes. So in my mind, so I, and you probably a single mom, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're a single mom. I am now. Yeah, so am. if you're a single mom, mm-hmm. there ain't no time to cry. You got to pay these bills. You so got to work two jobs. got to make you gotta, it
0: right? It That's not healthy.
1: It, it makes it realistic.
0: It makes it realistic because of what we are opposed to, but crying still doesn't make it realistic either because we want people to be in touch with their feelings. That's why we go out here and make irrational decisions. That's why you said the first eight years of your marriage, you was on some shit.
1: No, nah, my marriage of my just well, being my woman. Yeah, you relationship. Married, your woman. Yeah, I've been married. Energized. I've been my woman for twelve years. Right, I've been mm-hmm. married for three of those twelve years, mm-hmm. and that's that go. And but I've been engaged for three years before that, mm-hmm. two and a half, three years before that. So you know, what I'm saying it's been obviously. I knew she was the one. Mm-hmm. Six years. You know, what I mean, before this last. You know, what I mean, we yeah. on our third year. Um,
0: but other than that, other women was disposable to you, correct?
1: I mean,
0: I'm just asking.
1: I've been with over three hundred plus women in my lifetime.
0: That's right? about average for men.
1: By average, right? So I and that, and I would say, I know that, people like
0: is that average, but trust me, that's average. I hang around a lot of dudes and got a lot of male friends and, right. and trust me,
1: right? And I would say, I would say, I would say uh, I've been in probably three or four relationships in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them value was were different, mm-hmm. right? And then most women that I ever even slept with still today keep in contact with me because I got a thing like I don't uh, I never really disre- I don't disrespect no one. Even when I was in high school, when I was a little kid, when I was young enough, be like oh this person a hoe, oh that person a hoe, so on and so forth. I never really was that guy. Like I don't really like that ain't really my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't really be like oh this person's this. I'm- so I never really was known because for it's that.
0: An ethical slut, but that's okay.
1: Right. So when I was when I was a juvenile, young. Child, mm-hmm. females used to be like, yo, don't bring him around. He's mad aggressive. <laughs> right?
0: I don't get that from you, but go on.
1: Yeah, I'm a different guy than you know now. Mm. So when I said I'm mad aggressive, not that I'm grabbing him or touching him. No. Just my conversation is crazy. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they'd be considered as disrespectful. It's because I was trying to hide who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And some women liked it. I didn't know that some women like honesty at that rate. At that age, like, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to have sex. Yeah. So you what? I'm really 16.
0: So surprised. You know how what I mean? far you'll get with just saying, "This is what it is," instead of playing the mind games.
1: Right. Right. So, as I got older, I started. I, st- I always been remain real, and I always had those conversations just a little bit more swifter, a little bit more leaner. Mm-hmm. And then I understood what I had. So I've been. I had money three, four different times in my life. At 19, mm-hmm. 25, 32. Still now. Still won't. You know what I'm saying? So I knew how I always, I had not always had money, but I done, I started hustling young, 13, 14 okay. years old. Yeah, not just, not just trick, but just understand how to optimize the situation. I got my own money. I don't need you for anything. Mm-hmm. So if I don't need you for anything, then this conversation can only be transactional
0: mm.
1: until I feel like I love you.
0: So how different. long did you think it take for you to realize that about a person, that it became more till you love them? Because cancers, I, I will say this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Most cancers, they fall quickly. You think so? I think
1: I don't know. It. You know what it is with me? I don't think I fall quickly. I just be like, if somebody take their guards down with me, mm-hmm. and I take my guards down with you, mm-hmm. I read people a little quicker, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if, it's, if it's honest and if it's genuine, then we can make steps on day mm-hmm. one. Okay. I'm my wife. I'm with now. I had sex with her the first day we hung out.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: the first day I met her, but the first day we hung out, we had sex. She's my wife. Yeah, that
0: happens. There's yeah. No limit.
1: I'm yeah. just simply saying to you that obviously we vibed. There was a bond there. Mm-hmm. That it took years to grow from there, and we had our moments, like a mother, like a, like a, you know what I mean. But we got there. Mm-hmm. Most women that I, I've been with, you know what I mean. It's been probably. No, I'm not going to say this because that's, that's wrong what I was about to say. No, right you there. say exactly what you said. I was about saying. to say easy fuck, but I'm not trying to say easy fuck. Mm-hmm. It was just...
0: It was more like beneficial. You would say that for the person they thought they was getting something. You said transactional. It was like, all right, the vibe. It, it was is, it's it's a little it's
1: bit about. of all three of those things. Okay. You know, okay. vibe, I transactional, and beneficial. I can see that. You get what I'm saying? So if if I'm dealing with a woman at a certain stage, at a certain pace, at a certain time, mm-hmm. um if i'm able to provide at this point obviously you can you can tell that you can look at me and tell i'm able to provide right so you'll see me
0: right? in some cases honey in I some don't cases know. let me think I'm so
1: I'm, i think personally you see me you'd be like yeah bro <laughs> bro cuz do this. but you but by the time you already seen me you might not even ever spoke to me in life mm-hmm. but you might just follow me on instagram you'll see how i live so boom you see how this dude lived. Just I put it, it, it up I put it up You see how my condo look Obviously I can mm-hmm. pay for this right My children You see my children How my children live You see my how my wife live right mm-hmm. But that don't mean I'm gonna provide that Wait, For you. you
0: So everybody that's Listening to this right now Just because you see What he got going on at home It does not mean It will be for you But in some cases It could Wait. be But we'll get to that In a minute Okay talk talk. Listen She
1: talking that real real
0: Listen you don't know About that ethical slut dog Talk Again. to
1: me mm. So you know what I mean it's just, it's just a whole different type of thing. Um, but when it comes, let me re- revert back to what you were talking about. When it comes back, am I damaged? Am I not healed? Yeah, I'm still not healed. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to women, um, do I try to? Move forward and be the best version of myself as I possibly can for my family, for my wife, and my children. Absolutely. So
0: what is the best version of yourself, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I what guess. does that look like?
1: That look like me waking up 5.30, 36 in the morning, getting my kids ready for school, making their, their lunch and their breakfast okay. for them to go to school. For me, to driving my wife off to work. Me paying for 85% of the bills that's in the household. Me... Um, just just having these conversations that that you need to grow. Yeah. As a man, that means more. And then me um, learning your love language, understanding what you want mm-hmm. as a woman. And then me talking to my children, understanding who they need to be and what their responsibilities are mm-hmm. and who I am in that and what role I play in them growing.
0: And that going. So given the fact that your father wasn't present, your grandfather died early. How do you think that affected you being a parent?
1: I think it made me want to. Be, I think it, it helped me. I think it made me want to okay. be a better. Like it made it made me challenge myself to be better. Mm-hmm. Not and and I think that's why um, the universe didn't breast me with a son yet because I probably would have been more harder on him. Mm-hmm. But my daughters, they called me.
0: guys. are always. They was at they they their grandmother' house. Long yesterday.
1: Long, spending night at their grandmother' Daddy,
0: I don't want to eat.
1: Um, what's she making? One of the, <laughs> can, I, get, can I get? Can you
0: order me pizza? And what you do? Send uh, the
1: pizza. Yeah, order ordered the pizza soca. from DoorDash. You know, what I mean, my daughter, my <laughs> oldest is nine, my youngest is seven. Soca. It's my youngest calling my baby.
0: Ah, oh, soccer. You know I mean? And she,
1: my youngest, <laughs> look like me. Big soca. cheeks, a little heavy, oh. blue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh. so she look
0: good. At me. You know what I'm I saying? understand. I so understand. I'm, understand. You know what I mean? I'm saying. Mothers go get... are like that with their boys. We love our daughters, right there. But our boys, it's just different about them. I, I can't. I can't shake it. So I understand. So uh, I, it's
1: what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so I sent them the food. Then today they called me. They said, "Daddy, I don't." They called me this early. Tomorrow. I I didn't come home last night, right? So mm-hmm. I spent the night because this is two hours away. Yeah. My man lived closer here to here. He lives like an hour and a half away from here, mm-hmm. opposed to two yeah. and a half hours away.
0: That's sure. So
1: and we was watching fights at his house anyway last night.
0: It made sense. To Stay at his house. Mm-hmm.
1: I said, "Bro, I'm not." Going back, I told my wife she's like, mm, she don't care. She know, you know what I mean. Just like my brother, she ain't really, you know what I mean. Tripping his wife, he married. You know what I'm saying? She know what it is. It's all men here. It ain't no, you feel me? Air mattress. Long story <laughs> short, hey, Yeah, I'm sleeping on the air mattress. Long <laughs> as she and she see me, she Facetime. You ain't, you know what I mean? She know I ain't on no bullshit. His wife ain't having any So it the anywhere. trust is there. Yeah, we always been. She know I'm not on no bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm be on some real shit. And then if I'm I'm and I'm an extreme individual. So I'm an extreme honesty type of dude. So if I cheat on you, your feelings about to be hurt because I'm about to have a conversation with you about it. Mm. And then whatever happens from here, it happens.
0: So you don't believe in open relationships?
1: What do you mean believe in them?
0: I'm asking. Do you?
1: Like, would I want my wife to be fucking another guy?
0: I'm not asking. I said open. I'm just talking about period in general.
1: Nobody's not putting no big dick in my wife. <laughs> <No> I'm <laughs> out here with a regular six and a half you know what I mean seven on my Lord, best day
0: that's not what all, I said on my
1: best day I don't want nobody <laughs> like out here pulling out the eight I and a half said. nine on my that's wife I said. you feel I me mean? she had bigger dicks in her life but it's their better dicks it's different
0: open relationship nobody's not fucking my it? wife okay alright but they can fuck you
1: what you know men?
0: No, not out? men. I'm just I'm saying. Not, I like, don't do that.
1: No disrespect to what nobody else got going on. No,
0: that's not what.
1: Nobody's I said. not fucking. My, I'm not telling nobody's fucking me neither. I'm not okay. saying that neither.
0: I was asking about over relationships. Oh, okay. I was asking about Polly. Do you guys participate in that situation? Hell no. Completely monogamous.
1: I'm completely monogamous. My okay. wife not be. I tried to. We using dr just a year ago. My man got married. I was trying to get it to let me get some pussy, but uh, let me. Uh, and she
0: was like, "You the fuck." I want let
1: me get me. a threesome. She was not beat.
0: I feel on that girl. I talk hella shit, but I don't think I could ever do it. And
1: she had one before, with a guy before me. You know what I mean? She's probably mad. She's gonna she gonna hit us and be mad. She'll
0: cuss you the hell out. of Yeah.
1: Me yeah.
0: yeah. Tell me my fucking business. But you, motherfucker, like, you don't had a thing. before me for me, motherfucker, let me get one. But your Stop, mom, husband you? is the difference. Yeah,
1: thing. fuck that nigga, man.
0: You know what I mean, <laughs> all but all right, I should. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry, wife. I let's told, go. I
1: told you this is going to be a wild I one. I talk crazy. I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's let's go. A little bit forward, right? You're right back to Everton, y'all couldn't afford, like you couldn't play other sports, mm-hmm. tennis shoes and things like that. So what sparked you to go into the streets? What made you be like, you know what? I know I can't get it from home because of all the other responsibilities. I need to go outside and get it. Right.
1: So before I went to the foster home, um, they sent us to Philly for a summertime to my aunt house. We stood in Philly for a summertime and mm-hmm. I was young, I was probably like 10 or 11, and I was seeing dudes running around, and they brought me back towards the end of the summer. And then the the gang culture started coming in, like 97, the end of 97, beginning of 98 in my area. Mm -hmm. And it was Crips and Bloods, but mainly just Crips in my area. There was no Bloods at all, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, started coming into my area. We started seeing different things, and I couldn't afford different things. And I'm finding myself, damn, I'm having fights. I'm arguing with dudes because I'm not able to afford these different things. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, bro. Can I can I hustle? They like, yeah, come on, get some. I'm 11, 12. So I start hustling for niggas. Now I'm outside hustling with me and my cousin. We just doing what we do. We selling drugs. We hustling, doing mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. And it goes from there to niggas bringing me home. Crip, niggas jump me. They bring me home. Crip. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. And then it's then you know, like I said, my mother's outside in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, only my grandmother's here. It's like who loves you really, even though my it's. I grew up, this was the part that I'll I, I be skipping, like in my house at the time, it was five or six adults, maybe five adults. It was my grandmother, my mother, my aunt Stacy, my Uncle Rob, and my aunt Ann. So it's five adults, mm-hmm. right? But it's 12 children or 10, 12 children in a three-bedroom apartment. Right. You know what I mean? So we all, how are you gonna be able to, how my grandmother gonna be able to to all Afford that Not just afford it Just to be able to have To give me the The conversations That I may need To have the information To give me the You know what I mean That that I might need As a child The the information And I got it from the streets So that was my first Introduction from the streets And then shortly Then my grandmother died In May Mm -hmm. May 1st of 1998 Mm -hmm. May 1st of 1998 My birthday I was born 86 I'll be 12 Mm -hmm. In um July they shipped me off to my cousin's house. He lived with white people. His life was different, and mm-hmm. they kind of adopted me. And then I went to Bayonne, into like a white neighborhood, but it was still like dudes in that neighborhood.
0: That's so dead. What they that
1: dead. was from Jersey City and other areas that was, but just that was in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I wound up bringing the gang culture that I got from there over, over there, there. Mm-hmm. and I made the life not unknowingly. I'm making life harder for myself. Mm -hmm. So at 16, I get emancipated because the people over here, the white people, and the the one black guy was like, bro, yo, you two, Mm -hmm. like a grown man. You can't be here with us no more. So I got my own apartment. I'm 16 years old, my own apartment. I get a vehicle. I got a job at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I got two jobs. I'm working at Morallo Paint. I'm working at McDonald's, and I'm selling drugs in the school to the white people.
0: Mm -hmm. I did the same thing.
1: Yeah. And so you kind of got similar stories. So I'm doing all this right here. I got my own apartment. Then I started getting, I get my own vehicle. And then now I'm outside just differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that they was trying to help me. You know what I mean? Shouts out to my Uncle Jimmy. Shouts hey, out to the, uncle, the other white guys. What's that? He was trying to help me. You know what I mean? But I, was
0: in survival mode at that
1: time. At that time, yeah. That, and that's how my mindset went. Mm-hmm. And I just was on different type of time. So fast forward three years later, 2005 come around. You know what i mean i can't pay my bills now i'm still a child i'm like mm-hmm. 18 to 19 years old mm-hmm. so i got to try to go back to live with my mother mm-hmm. my mother uh she kind of got herself together at this time you okay. know what i mean she kind of like you know what i mean was strong she was like um at the time like somebody like i think hud or something was paying for her to stay there mm-hmm. and they couldn't have no felons or In the house. nobody and I, sure. I was and i had just grabbed came home i just was locked up a little bit and i just took a, de- a deal not knowing that i'm taking a deal this is a felony
0: because you wasn't educated enough. That's normally what they right. do. Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: I took a deal, situation, whatever. So I had to go live in a shelter for like three or four months. At the time I'm living in a shelter, I worked at Morallo Paint, the mm-hmm. same place I was working at in high school. I worked at Target, mm-hmm. right? And then I was selling drugs because I was trying not to go to sleep inside the shelter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that apartment that I had, I gave my mother all the furniture, the beds, whatever I could. that What I did have there. And I was just standing there. And she was like, man, fuck all that, bro. Just come stay with me. Mm-hmm. After three or four months, she's like, just come stay. So now I move my stuff there. I'm staying there. And then I'm outside on the streets. I'm catching cases. I'm shooting people. I'm robbing niggas. I'm gangbanging. And I'm making money. I'm going to jail. But it's a cycle. It just
0: psych- It repeats. It repeats it
1: itself. It's cycle. I'm just repeating. It's mm-hmm. just starting to come full cycle. It wasn't until I was 26 or 27 years old. Where well, I was like, all right, bro, I got to try to do something different. I'm getting locked up because niggas turned their back on me. I feel like niggas turned their back on me. Niggas, I don't put money in their pockets and so forth.
0: And put you in a different um, lifespan. And then
1: right. You now I'm money. locked up and these niggas don't want to give me nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I got to... Shit got to change. You know what I mean? So
0: at 26, what made you stop and just think for a second, like, I have to change Is because everybody started abandoning you? Or was it like, I'm tired of this lifestyle and people abandoning me, and I just need to figure something else out.
1: You know, I just met my woman, right, at that time, too. Okay. And then I was locked up. A nigga was telling, when I was locked up, an old head was like, bro, you moving like a lifer. I'm like, what you mean? He was like, bro, you know, I got 30 years in here. He was telling me, he said, you moving like how I was moving before I got all this time. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, if you keep moving, how you moving like this? And I'm only here, I only- this last time I was locked up, not the last time, the time before the last time I got locked up, he was like, yo, you keep moving like this, bro. You are gonna be in here with us forever. Mm. And I was like, I can't be in here forever like no. this. You know what I mean? I ain't never been down state prison. I only been like eighteen months here, nine months here, seven months. I ain't never been five years or seven, nothing like that. Three years and I'm like, damn, bro. So I gotta switch it up. You know what I mean? So that a so a lot of people don't know. Like even though you might not take the the information at that moment or when you come home immediately and apply it over time. It kinda, you know what I mean. Okay. And so over time, I kind of applied that. I met my woman. At the time, I had another woman too. At the, at the time, so <laughs> I was with that a woman. Shits. I was with a woman named LaWanda. LaWanda, she probably I hope she hit this. And she she was a great woman. Okay. You know what I mean. And and she wasn't as beautiful as my other woman, mm-hmm. right? As my, the woman I'm with, the wife I'm with now, right? And she was a good woman. She did a thing, but I just. I shitted on her, you know what I mean? I was cheating on her, so on and so forth. I did a lot of bullshit to her. You like know man? At least
0: you can admit it. And I
1: did a lot of bullshit to her. And and um in that process of doing bullshit to her, you know, she she was just everything that I really needed in life. She um she spoke two different languages, you know what I mean? She she was a college graduate at the time. She her father worked for the feds. Um, he was like own property, mm-hmm. he was like, you know what I mean. And then she did things for me, you know what I mean. Um, I'm not gonna put a business I did now because no, she's no probably point, married. No point at all. Yeah, but she did things for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. When I needed to bail out of jail, she did things for me, and and you know I me mean? risk things, and, and that I wouldn't have. she helped bail me out of jail. When I was younger, 19, 20, you know what I mean, 22, 24. She was like around it for those times, and um, and we was in a place where she was going to Korea mm-hmm. To teach kids how to speak You know, English showing and So she was progressing And I was doing bullshit To her, you know what I mean So obviously she was only right like Yo, I'm leaving Like, you yeah, like, I'm not about to stay here with the bullshit you put, putting up with you And she left And we kept communication for a little bit While I was still with my wife My wife found out she deaded it You know what I mean Early 2011 And then, you know I never really spoke to her Since maybe 2011, 2012 um, I would say that the development and emancipation of myself came not just from one person, not just from one experience, but the totality of it all. Yeah, And I I feel like um, it wasn't just one thing to say to myself, man, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should. And then, you know, right or wrong is a gray areas inside that.
0: Yeah, Listen.
1: You know what I mean? So if I feel like I got to rob you to feed me and my children, Mm -hmm. then am I really wrong?
0: On the flip side, you can be, but on the other side, I have to survive.
1: Right, right. So that's
0: why I say in survival moment, and the fact that you and LaWanda, I think you said that was her name. Yeah. It was a teaching moment, not only for yourself but also for her. Right? Gotcha. What is her standards? What is she going to allow herself to? And then she had to develop things about herself. Right. When we allow other people to become our saving grace or take advantage of us or do things of that, because typically that's what you did—you took advantage. And it wasn't because you were a bad guy; you were in survival mode. Right. So what you did was use survival tactics on someone who was just vulnerable and wanted to be loved.
1: Right. If right. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. So
0: I'm here to tell you, like, okay, yeah, you fucked up. But most men and most women do. I ain't always perfect either. Right, trust right. Me.
1: And I and I don't have no. I don't have no. Like I don't have no like in my life. Like I don't have no like did somebody wrong type of stories besides her. Cause like I because I I live certain way. Like, even as a child, I only I live certain way. If you, I only do things like I'm on, I'm reactionary. Mm-hmm. Like you order for me to do something wrong to you. You have to do something. You gotta do something to wrong to me. I don't do nothing yeah. to nobody. I'm, like my I'm heart pure. Mm-hmm. I wanna love everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I took up boxing because the white boys, I couldn't beat the white boys when I was in the foster home. They was fucking me up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my was to take boxing up.
0: So I know how to defend took a fight. myself.
1: Right, I was so doing... So do you
0: always think you want to defend yourself mode? Do you think, like, for the rest of your life, why you invest into, like, properties and your business and start rapping? Do you think most of those things was just for you to defend yourself so you can seem stronger, superior type of thing?
1: I think the music's just saved my life. That's, the, that's one of the real reasons why I stopped kind of like people didn't want to do what the mu- I was so interested into the music early 2006, 2007, and niggas didn't want to come in with me and they want to put the money up with me to do the studios. And they was like, what the fuck you mean? You a rapper. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say this and I'm not, I don't want to say this. At the time I'm, I'm edging towards a kingpin drug dealer. I'm 19 years old, mm-hmm. 2006. I'm edging towards a kingpin drug dealer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on that echelon. Yeah, like i'm I'm a i am i am I got a whole block thirty something people hustling for me on the block. you know what I'm saying I'm edging towards that. I'm making twenty grand a week.
0: trust me, I understand so the quicker you get the quicker be
1: right and and at the time I'm edging towards that, I want the guys that's working for me to come to the studio with me, but then I'm not and then they're not coming to support Can't take me like with that you. but then when they're not coming to the support me. I'm so aggressive, I feel offended by it. So I'm saying crazy Mm. shit to them. I'm getting them out of my way. I'm cutting their water off. I don't want them to come home. Mm -hmm. Don't be around me. Then you can't get no money with me. And that's stupid. I was like I was that. wrong for doing that. I understand. I shouldn't have, but because my dream is my dream. That's not your dream. I shouldn't have been doing that.
0: But again, sometimes when you want to see people push forward and go where they want to go, you want them to go with you. You can't understand. So if you ain't with me, that means you're against me. Right. And that's where you were in your life. So let's fast forward up because we're running out of time. Of oh, yeah, yeah, me,
1: yeah. And I
0: love it. And I love this yeah. conversation. Right. We're going to fast forward to what sparked you to go ahead, boom. We're going to do a podcast.
1: All right, so this is what happened. We're going to fast forward, right, to, uh-huh. the, to the good shit.
0: Yeah, because, you know, I like to go deep.
1: Right. So I'm gonna be honest. 2019 going to 2020, I said, yo, I seen these, these uh, my wife and them, they got a podcast. I'm going to be honest with my wife and them, they got a podcast. They had a podcast at the time. It was going crazy. Before, before me, before anything was going on, they was, like, about to start doing their podcast. And I'm like, yo, um, let me be our manager. They was like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, let me so i'm like uh i'm like out of gut faith i'm gonna pay for your logo so it's four of them i paid for their logo you know i'm gonna pay for the logo and then they're then not got my own space now mm-hmm. I, I went to the space that they was going to right they was going to a space similar to this whatever mm-hmm. and i'm i'm a different type of guy right so i seen them going to the space I went to the space. I said, let me get a podcast. I owned the barbershop at the time. Mm-hmm. I took the guys to the barbershop. I said, I'm going to bring you to the space. And I asked the guy, how much is it a month? I pay him whatever his monthly fee was. And I sat there every week. I wasn't on the camera or nothing. And I just seen what he was doing. I seen what his equipment he had, so on and so forth. So now 2020 came. I went and bought my own equipment. I went and bought everything he had. I moved my podcast from where he was at to my space. I am rented the space out. So I stole, I stole their shit.
0: You didn't steal. You just was inspired. Go ahead. I inspired so now. <laughs> so,
1: but I said this this guy's doing it wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a lady, him and a lady doing it together. I'm like, they doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. They still thinking they have radio going because it was a radio station. It wasn't podcast. I said they this podcast is the new thing. It ain't over. Fuck them.
0: It took over radio.
1: Yeah, it was taking over. I said fuck mm-hmm. that. What they doing? That's stupid. I took them. The pod that I had, and I put them on air. I created another podcast with T Rob mm-hmm. and my cousin Chuck. Okay. So now, they got a they got a sports podcast now and a barbershop podcast. I put it out there and I ran ads through both the podcasts. People started contacting me. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we come on and get our own podcast? I charge them X amount of dollars four times a week. I mean four times a month, once a week at the same time at a price. But in order for me to get this jumping really crazy, they was doing cool with their podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm just kind of jumping the gun. They was doing cool They podcast. I said, I'm going to do my own podcast. As you should. So I did my own podcast with my videographer and my audio engineer. Mm-hmm. So now it's us three up, 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 up there. But more. Now, as soon as it started going crazy, people started hitting me. Mm-hmm. So now, in the next two months, from January to March, I got 16, 17 podcasts here. That's giving me X amount of dollars a month, four times a month, at the same time, in the same space. So i I did, that's when I built the company ten thousand hours the network, so now I got a company that's providing podcast space and the opportunity to be heard. to be heard mm-hmm. and I, and giving you good quality footage quality audio, mm-hmm. and I'm separating the two for the two and I'm putting it together for you so you can do whatever you want to do before people was on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. I was giving them where the opportunities you where you could be twenty twenty mm-hmm. I was the first one nobody was doing that yet mm-hmm. who had a um a network for podcasts to come and do other pot nobody was there yet mm-hmm. nobody in no Most in no know. cities it was just all radio type of stuff mm-hmm. so i was one of the first pioneers in that in the whole country mm-hmm. so people across the country was hitting me i was doing that and i was providing that situation um them guys couldn't take it not say they couldn't take it serious but business is business i told you my audio my videographer Baby. i hooked them with my guy identity my identity had connections with other places that I was dealing with. So he went with Lola. And then from Lola, he's still with her right now, my videographer. Okay. My audio engineer, we own a music studio. We do fucking four or five hours a, a day mm-hmm. for him to record audio. He don't got time for a podcast. That is true. So I said, yo, what am I going to do? How am I going to you know, what I mean, get this podcast? The music started to slow up for me. Mm-hmm. It ain't the streams ain't coming in as as it once was. Things ain't moving like it once was. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Yo, podcast seems to be my next business for me personally to go in." I called the homie GL. I'm like, "Yo, bro, what's up, bro? What you doing?" He like, "I'm chilling, bro. I'm at my work," <laughs> which was good. I said, "Yo, bro, let's um. I got a podcast. I want to call it. I got it's either we don't even call it Beards to Bottles or something and something else." Mm-hmm. He's like, I like beers and bottles. That's dope. I said, all right, so that's the one we're going to go with then. If that, you like that one, we're going to go with beers and bottles. Definitely. If that's what you like, that one. You know what I mean? Because we didn't go with the other one I presented him. I said, all right, boom. Uh, You know, I got all the equipment. I own the production. I own everything. I'm like, so I'm just going. He's like, what you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to come on. We're going to do just like two or three episodes and see what happens. Boom, boom. boom and I tricked them and we want...
0: <laughs> you tricked them and the next
1: thing you know yeah, we in 60 we 61 episodes y'all in y'all
0: 61 episodes in
1: and and you I know what love I mean
0: about that for y'all I, I really do it. so where do you see beers and bottles in the next 5 years
1: uh, that's a great question so you know right now uh, we we got like maybe 8 or 10 sponsors mm-hmm. we like we got some nice sponsors coming in right now um i think we are going to be um, the leading platform for the guys that want to speak genuinely. Yes, and like in the next because we we just no holes bars here. Be not, I'm not controlled by no one. I'm like a smaller version of a Joe Button podcast, cause he owned the rights to everything. That's true. So I'm kind of the same thing, you know what I mean? He own port parts as well to the um, to the actual beards and bottles. He don't own the production, but he definitely own to beards and bottles. You know what I mean? So he's, you know what I mean? We 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 control everything. Okay. You know, what you know I mean? How
0: would you tell other platforms that not platforms podcasters who want to be on your network? You said you own the network. Let people know how would they hit you up? How would you say, "Hey, I got these many"? We'll just say digital impact for whatever. They like all right. It's a lot of podcasts that come out of this studio right here and the other one right. we have how would they be on your network how would you market that how would you tell them how could they go about it they see you they see this show they be like oh shit he has his own network it's black owned it's men how do you move forward with that
1: Uh so I, i'm gonna I'm tell you i'm gonna try to give you um the outline without giving them the game of course because if i give them all the game then it's free true but i would say this me for one um after you DM me for one, um, we we'll can figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it mm-hmm. and what I can provide and um, how can point, how can we point you in the right direction where you can grow your audience into the spaces where you need it to be. Facts. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I do is. I do. I go above and beyond. It's kind of like you know, PR work is a different thing.
0: Yes, it is.
1: You know what I mean. So I'm not really PR, but Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with certain people and you want to see them grow because they're on your network, so you want you want them to grow on your network. I try to give them the most information as I can, but people don't understand that information is only that information. Everything else you got to go and do with it. That is true. You got to have your own money Mm -hmm. to put into ads. You got to go travel. People don't know this. I'm gonna give you out a game. Anybody that's trying to do be a new podcaster grow. I'm gonna even give it to you because you may not know. You may know. Anybody that's a new podcaster, right? That's trying to grow and trying to like really grow their audience just to be on podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. What you do is you try to do ten podcasts a month, mm-hmm. but it got to be developing podcasts that's growing, that's going forward, that's moving up. It, it can have two hundred followers, but if you can see, you have a foresight to see them growing. You gotta jump on that podcast. You know what I mean? You gotta jump on 10 podcasts a month, every month for a year. Mm-hmm. As many as you can. I'm gonna say, just not, oh, not say 10, just as many as you can. And it's gonna grow your podcast network because they know you for one thing. This thing they know you for. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know he be on a podcast, he be on a different podcasts. And you can see how many podcasts you can get on to mm-hmm. grow your audience. Not only is now, as you're growing, you're gonna be helping audiences grow and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they have five people that's gonna follow you. That's yeah, sure. But they got to be a growing audience. Mm-hmm. So take your yourself, your personal self, and grow a different audience. That's why the, you probably in your head like, damn, why G L not here? Why G L ain't moving mm-hmm. there? Because now they see me and him as one.
0: Yeah, they
1: And I'm obviously I'm the A mic. Mm-hmm. So if they see me more often. They're going to
0: gonna follow They're going to
1: follow mm-hmm. That's why I contacted you And not him
0: I get it Trust me I totally get it All Right right But what I want to say Is we have to do a part two
1: Part two we got to Because
0: I want to dive More deep into you And your grandmother Right. I'm going to dive deep more into when you did do gangbanging, what affected you, where is your outcomes, where is they coming. I'm just dropping little things like that. Right, right. So you want me to come see you or you come see me or both, we make it happen.
1: We're going to make it happen.
0: Because I'm not playing no Hollywood talk me.
1: I said we're going to make it happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I you know came down here when I said I was coming down yeah, here, right? They,
0: I just want to make sure.
1: Yeah, I don't, you know what it is, <laughs> man. I just, um, all my life, even as a young what I say is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I try to, just recently, you know what I mean? Uh, somebody was in my DM. They was offended by something I said because they I quoted them wrong. Mm-hmm. And they was like, could you take down that wasn't it because you quoted me wrong. And I took it down. That's you know what I mean? I'm saying? Because I quoted them wrong, even though the, it, was, it was going crazy. Yeah, it
0: was going crazy. But, but I quoted, quoted them
1: wrong. Them wrong. And I'm just, I'm just real on just who I am.
0: Well, I will say is I've been a huge supporter since it's been sent to me and I appreciate it I tune in all the time and I'm not just saying that because we have mutual friends and right. everybody cool if it was trash trust me I would be like I can't listen to this shit let me say right, you
1: know, i right, right. cool
0: but I ain't gonna be able to do it and I have shot you out before on other platforms I
1: appreciate you uh,
0: especially on my brother's show it's called the Raw Dope Podcast where we can dope. all Follow right people from all over and he was like what's your top 10 podcasters and I named y'all I don't oh, really I like that. I don't really shout out people Like I already know They got the game But I shout out people Who have a message And y'all podcast Was one of them That I did say And I also said Ladies Pitch Y'all should You should um, check them out
1: Ladies Pitch Ladies Pitch It really
0: good Chiller with Juice And then you know Well Jose I am on that one That's when I Be real like yeah, like two husbands type of shit. Right. Um, <laughs> and you shout out. For the most part. But I just shout out y'all because I like what y'all have and what you're standing for. Right. I see the difference in the dynamic between you and GL. Right. Like how you're like, all right, let me hear the backstory. GL, like, all right, what's going on present? And I love... How you guys come together I want you to keep up The good work I am so amazed By my black man Being able to speak out And really shed light On different people Lifestyles And not only your own Right So I want to thank you For being vulnerable with me Within this time Within this session And I'm so sorry We got to end it Because I have so many more questions Right right So many more things That I want to go It is what it is but we will continue to grow together. So if you allow me to be a part of your growth process and as well as mine, I would appreciate that.
1: That'd be for sure. We locked in now.
0: All right. If we locked in. Ain't, <laughs> ain't <just> switching up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so give your um, handles once again. So everyone
1: on Instagram. It's pbm underscore Louie. Um, if you want to go to the bids and Bottles podcast, it's bids and Bottles. And with the with the little N podcast, you know what I mean? At gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, bids and Bottles. Uh, on Instagram as well. Um just 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 hit me up. I'm everywhere. I'm doing everything. Um do you want to listen to the music, Louis J, L O U I E, Space J A Y. Listen to all the music. I drop an album every month. So you know mm-hmm.
0: Drop them albums. Now y'all know what I did. At the end I always turn like my little old lady self to the camera and I tell y'all. Today was really amazing for me. I don't know about anybody else, but for someone to stick to their words to come to you and be vulnerable in that moment, speak about what happened to him as a child, let you know exactly what was going on with his mother issues, where he felt that maybe it's abandonment, maybe to grow in that point, and always know he wasn't the perfect gentleman, but he's able to strive. Like he said, and I always say, whatever you put your mind to, you will achieve it. If you believe it, you can do it. You can change, and it always starts with one. So with that being said, and the love, for from Jersey. I appreciate them and you guys. This has been another episode of the Journey of a Soul Sister. <laughs> this is a anything goes podcast production.